The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. The last Wednesday of the month. Man, Dr. Gans got here in the nick of time. It's another edition of How Does That Make You Feel? I'm happier already, Gans, just having you in studio. Well, so am I. I'm I, always l- glad to be here. I don't know. We've just covered a huge amount in five minutes in that sure. newscast. But uh, anyway. We got a lot off our shoulders. Hey, before we get into your topic, can I tell you something? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, my wife, Carol, who mm-hmm. you've, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she said to me this morning, I've got a suggestion for Dr. Gans, and I, I would be remiss not to throw it by you. I'm open to all suggestions. Uh, based on your voice, mm-hmm. she says you should should record a series of bedtime stories <laughs> and so it would be so sure. relaxing <laughs> well thank you for that i mean what's interesting is I've, I've actually put together some audios for other things and i've had that that feedback before really <laughs> it wasn't the intended um well you're not uh, trying outcome, to put right? people to sleep trying right? to put them to sleep, right but, but if you put your yeah. mind to it i think you could uh, yeah that's like sleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly this is a true story so in, in my in my office when i work with with my clients Sometimes we do some relaxation exercise and different things. I have had people fall asleep in my office, in my couch, right? So it's like, so <laughs> really? I, 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 oh yeah, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's absolutely. not, that's that not good. Like, what do you do? Well, no, no, no. It's well, it's part of the whole deal, right? It's a whole idea yeah. of relaxing and letting your body kind of just kind of like let go of the stress and the anxiety and stuff like that. And people actually get so relaxed they fall asleep. So. That's a good thing. I just got to point in the right direction, I guess, right? <laughs> Can you do one for dogs? I've got a dog that lives in like a high state of high anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to calm that thing down. <laughs> um, you today wanted to talk about uh, what happy people do mm-hmm. and, and, and let people know that they can do it Absolutely. as well. So why this one today? Why did this one jump out at you? Well, because, you know... Um, we talk a lot. Well, everybody feels stress and anxiety and depression and all those different things. We, we feel the, the, the stresses of life a lot of times, right? And there's a lot of energy and focus put around how do you battle burnout? How do you battle stress? How do you, what do you do with anxiety? What do you do with depression? And all these things, you know, it's, it's worthwhile looking at that and figuring out some tools. But, you know, there's a, there's a sort of a macro way of looking at this, which is, you know what? If you find somebody who's doing something that you want or has something that you want, a smart thing is to model them. <laughs> and if you model what somebody is doing, what's somebody who has what you want, you are likely to also get what that person has, right? So if we look at happy people and we look at people who are well-adjusted and have a good life and feel um, personal satisfaction in what they have, if we do some of those things, our chances of having those experiences are also good, right? And so I, uh, you know, I say this in my workshops as well. A good offense is the best defense. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're focused on living well, having a good life, incorporating all the things that make you happy, you're much less likely to have to deal with overwhelming stress or depression or anxiety. So you're saying get out of talk radio. <laughs> 
or refocus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, when you said well-adjusted, mm-hmm. um, I wrote that down, and I think you might have gone on to explain a little bit what you would consider well-adjusted to be. But what, what you know, how would you define well-adjusted? So look, at, it, it, it's, not, it's not rainbows and unicorns all the time, right? It, it's, we, we, there's life has ups and downs. So a well-adjusted person is somebody who understands that, somebody who rolls with the punches, is, is fairly flexible and is open to the ebbs and flows that we go through as humans. So it's, it's somebody who can um, manage their heavier emotions and has a healthy outlet for that, but also gets to ride the waves of the fun and the enjoyment and the happiness and, and knows that they're okay. And so if they're okay and comfortable in their own skin, then it's okay for other people to be who they are and to be comfortable in their own skin, however that's present and however they choose to look How does uh, someone who is not well-adjusted mm-hmm. identify in themselves that they are not well-adjusted because that's their norm? Well, okay. Th- th- that's a really good question. That's a really good question. You're absolutely right. We're, as humans, we adjust to a lot of stuff and we usually adjust to a lot of stuff that's not that great for us. But generally, if you're not happy, if you find that you are having a hard time, maybe you're like irritable, right? Or you don't take a joke well, or you find that you're having a difficult time with, like, like sleeping or you have like physical issues, like you're always getting sick, um, you know, a great, a great way to test, you know, am I well adjusted or not is sort of one, ask the people who are around you, right? Mm-hmm. The people who are closest to you and you have relationships with, because they'll give you some feedback if, if you ask them, okay? You may not always want to hear the feedback, but you know, they'll give it to you. And also look at the people who are around it, around you. So it's not just the feedback they give you, but also who are they? What are they like? Or do they seem well-adjusted? Do they seem happy? Do they seem calm? Because we tend to attract to ourselves or be attracted to people who are like us unless we, unless we deliberately determine to up our game, then we might want to like, you know, try to hang out with people that are, you know, slightly ahead of us so we can kind of get there too. That That's true both in person and on social media, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you tend to follow and be followed yep. by people with like-minded opinions and attitudes. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at... Um there's a saying, well, when, when, you know, I'm old enough to remember when computers made into the mainstream, it was the, the idea was junk in, junk out, right? If you put junk in, you're going to get junk out. Same deal with human interactions, right? If you, if you have interactions around negativity, you will tend to be more of a negative person. You will tend to spew more negativity as well. And it just snowballs. So likewise, you know, instead of a vicious cycle, we want to create a virtuous cycle where we actually choose to be around people who are healthy and happy and well-adjusted, good sense of humor, peaceful, loving, kind, patient, you know, those sorts of things. Hmm. Um, All the stuff in the Beatitudes in the Bible, by the way, right? (laughs) Um, All that stuff that comes back, it starts to create uh, a positive interaction. And all of a sudden, not only do we feel better, but we feed back that positivity to the people who are around us. And we have a positive snowball that's happening now. Hmm. They don't pursue happiness. They enjoy it. That's right. So, <laughs> well, okay, so there's two, two couple things with that, okay? So a lot of us have probably heard, choose to be happy, mm-hmm. right? And so there, there can be a lot of pressure around, oh, no, i got to choose to be happy, and if I'm not happy, I've somehow failed. If I have a hiccup or if something is not going well or whatever, I've somehow failed. So that idea of choosing happiness 
can backfire on a lot of people if they put too much pressure on that, right? So I I don't think we can choose our immediate responses or immediate actions, or sorry, immediate emotions in the moment. But we do have the ability to choose bigger choices. How do we create a life for ourselves? And we can actually choose to create a life that supports happiness. So we may not be able to choose happiness. The moment we can support, we can create a a life that supports more happiness generally. So we make better decisions. We think long-term. We we watch the people that are around us like we were just talking about. We practice some healthy personal maintenance habits. Give give us some specifics. Okay, like going to bed at a regular time is, is something that's very simple, but it does a lot of good for your physiology and also your mental state. Eating regularly. <laughs> like, I mean, these things are really basic, but eating about every three hours, making sure you got some balanced nutrition, what? drinking enough water, getting some exercise. These are simple things, but you, you build these things into your life as a matter of course. Just like you get up and you brush your teeth, you get up and you exercise. You, you maybe take some time to write in a journal. Maybe you talk to some friends or a psychologist every now and then. You do things to create a life for yourself that's more balanced. You will generally tend to have more happy days and more happy times than not. So is it as easy as, in addition to what you've just said, Mm -hmm. is it as easy as just stopping and saying, okay, what makes me happy? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to schedule some time for that. Well, th- that is also another part of it. That is that is a really good strategy. So, uh, you know, that point that Jalen just read, you know, I'm not going to fight for happiness, but when happiness shows up, I want to pay attention, right? So just like what you're saying, Andrew, taking time to enjoy yourself while you're enjoying yourself, right? So yeah. So yeah, so being conscious and deliberate about when you feel good and riding that wave and, mm. and giving yourself permission to enjoy it. You right, and time and permission yeah. to yeah. You know, like, when, when we were in Jamaica on our listener trip yeah. and, I, and I lost my engagement ring in mm-hmm. the ocean and I thought it was gone for good, uh, Jim and I sat up the next morning, we talked about it, and I said, okay, you know what? It's a ring. Mm-hmm. It's gone. I'm not going to let this ruin our trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and we proceeded to move forward and try not to think mm-hmm. about it. We made, it was a conscious decision at that point not to let it get yeah, us yeah, down yeah, too much, over, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, that was interesting. I, I find it on days when you wake up, like, really on the wrong side of the bed. I think we've all had that. Mm-hmm. You're just like growly and owly and grrr, right? But you know, we, and then sometimes, though, you can be coming driving to work and a favorite piece of music sure. comes on, and then that fills Seems you with that you. joy, and that can that can change but, something in a in a heartbeat. Rather than waiting for that to happen by circumstance or coincidence, I mean, I'm thinking about my deck. We've talked about you. Mm-hmm. You've been on my deck. Beautiful yeah. deck. I love it. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I, I mentioned the other day when we were talking to home and garden uh, people that that deck has just changed my life, mm-hmm. right? But originally when we did it, I would come in from the car through the front door, through the house and out to the deck and I would sit there and enjoy the, yeah. the sunshine there. And then I would start checking my phone <laughs> for email and my wife, who is not a psychologist, said, why are you taking your happy space exactly. and ruining it? Yes. Like, drop that on the kitchen table on the yep. way through and mm-hmm. just allow yourself to enjoy to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, t- t- giving yourself permission <laughs> to be in that state while it's there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> one of my tattoos, and that's yeah. what my that's my constant reminder of. Yeah. Okay, take a moment, 
to enjoy the moment. Yeah. Like really be there and be present in yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and you know, this is something I, I struggle with myself. Like, I mean, today was a little bit of a rough day for me. So I came here and I don't know if Andrew saw me. I did. You did. Okay. So I was sitting and in my car. to Brad. <laughs> and I was, I actually closed my eyes. I set my timer. So if I did fall asleep, I wouldn't miss a show. Yeah. But I just sat there and just gave myself a few moments to just kind of be because I've been hustling. I was I was actually in the States yesterday and oh. my flight got delayed. So I was actually there for an extra day. So I was trying to get back and, you know, so I'm still a little bit, you know, yeah. jet lagged and off, off kilter. So I actually gave myself permission to sit in the car, close my eyes, breathe deeply, felt my butt in the seat, all the stuff I tell my clients mm-hmm. to do when they're in my office. And just let myself feel whatever was going on and let it pass. Because you know what? I wanted to show up here and be solid for you guys and the listeners and stuff like that. But but yeah, being able to give yourself permission to just be, but especially when things are going well, you want to ride that wave. Because here's what happens. When you give yourself, when you, when you consciously and deliberately do it, you actually... You create pathways in your nervous system, your brain, your, your, your nervous system for more of that experience, right? So you're basically practicing happiness. So mm. the more you practice anything, the better you get at it and the easier it is for you to get do, to that do, state. What are they called? Mantras? Do they, do they help? Positive reinforcement, uh, just saying to yourself, today I'm going to be happy. That's mantras, something. yeah, mantras and affirmations, all that stuff. We can definitely talk about okay. that. Let's, Let's take a quick break here at 318. We'll talk about uh, positive reinforcement, mantras, all that sort of stuff. We've heard a lot of talk about stress and the detrimental mm-hmm. stress. Let's talk positive stress as well. Dr. Gans joining us in studio this afternoon. Dr. Gans Ferentz, again, you can find uh, him at uh, Dr. Gans. Uh, We're talking, okay, you wanted to ask about mantras and meditations and affirmations. If they're helpful. Mm -hmm. And how do you do them? Yeah, okay. So so look at, um, when, whatever you focus on, you tend to get more of. That's just how our brain is set up, right? So things like vision boards, you know, if, if... probably about 10 years ago or 15 years ago now there's a was a popular kind of show called the secret and all this other stuff right so all that stuff is true to some extent now it doesn't it's not this magical thing i'm going to say stuff i'm going to believe stuff so it's just going to show up in my life right but when you do focus on things your your brain has a way of organizing your attention towards that thing and there's a bunch of research that says anything that you can measure or you um, purposely, deliberately put your mind to, you tend to. And when I say tend, it's not a guarantee, but statistically, you're more likely to than if you don't do it. You're more likely to get to that position or that experience or that feeling or that thing or whatever it is, right? So it actually works, but it's not a magical thing mm-hmm. where you do it and it shows up, right? So um, when you can say things to yourself, that you can actually believe. Now, if you don't believe it, then don't don't say it, right? Because what happens then is you say it and then you argue with yourself <laughs> in your head, right? And so you don't want to do that. But if you if you can actually believe it, right? And then you say it, that helps to focus your attention on where you want to go and what you want to have and who you want to be, right? So, you know, for me, I tend to, and this is probably why I do so much work in stress and burnout, because I tend to stress and burn myself out. And, you know, that's that's my natural tendency, right? So for me, I remind myself to slow down and take time, right? One of the things I'm working on right now for my own personal growth is being more patient 
and loving with my family because I can get really task focused and focused in on whatever is ahead of me and not be not take the time to do the like the the kind of little niceties or the patient things with my kids especially or my wife so i i remind myself of that and that helps to bring it to the front of my mind so that i tend to you know, recently, since I've been working on this more diligently, I've tended to be more patient and more kind, more loving and all the stuff that I've wanted to do. I'm not 100% yet, but I'm working on it. And, and that, so it, and it I would imagine in that direction. Positive affirmation to those around you could help as well. You're beautiful. You're smart. I love you. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's something we just don't get enough of mm-hmm. in, in, in life. And, you know, speaking of happiness, uh, the research I was looking at before, like, preparing for today, they were saying that when you share positive experiences with other people, whether whether you're um, just sort of hearing and, and sharing in somebody else's joy or their successes, or you're sharing your own, Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Every, like all the people in that interaction, all their their happiness quotient goes up. But also, so does their immune function. So mm. does their sharpness in their brain. All this other, all these other positive benefits just by sharing positive things with each other. I want to just backtrack to, track to the the positive affirmations mm-hmm. and the mantra thing that you had mentioned, um, and you had said make sure it's something that you can believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're arguing with yourself. But you also have to give yourself time to mm-hmm. learn how to do it mm-hmm. and because you can get very frustrated. This is just coming from someone who's tried to do yeah. the meditation thing and thinking that you can go in and do it no problem easily. Like, oh, 10 minutes, I can do that. No, 10 minutes is forever. You're lucky yeah. if you can get through one minute in the first in the first mm, really? time. And so don't beat mm-hmm. yourself up over and give yourself time to, yes. to learn it like everything else. So when I was <clears throat> when I was in graduate school, we had to study this book. It called it was called Back to One, and this was I think it was in the PhD program. So um, they there's they studied like yogis, these guys that like meditate forever, right? You know, they'll meditate uh-huh. for like an hour, two hours, or three days, or whatever, right? And they're saying that these guys. So so the the, the object of the book is you count to ten in your mind, right? One, two, three, that sort of thing, right? And the idea of learning meditation is you only want to focus on the number that you're saying, all right? So, and the, the the book is back to one because whenever you start to find your mind drifting, you just go back to one and start all over again, right? So they say the yogis can get to maybe seven or eight, all right, and then they got to go back, right? So, so us like uninitiates, <laughs> we get to half or oh, like two, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yes, you're absolutely right, Julie. It takes time. It takes time to give give yourself time, and it's not it's not something you have to be perfect at. It's really progress over perfection. So, any movement in the right direction, that's what we're looking at. What happy people do, and you can do two more with Dr. Gans' parents right after this. Now, how does that make you feel with Dr. Gans Ferentz this afternoon? Today, we're talking about what happy people do, and you can do it too. We had mentioned we wanted to talk about po- positive stress. Yeah. Um, because apparently there is such thing as positive <laughs> stress, Gans. <laughs> well, so so what it is is it's really it's really just expanding your comfort zone or getting out of your comfort zone, right? So because we're creatures of habit and because we can adapt to a lot. 
a lot of times we we figure that being happy means we stay where we're comfortable, keep trying the chocolate ice cream, don't don't try vanilla or don't try strawberry or whatever, right? But what what the research says is that the people who are curious, the people who step out of their comfort zone, who add in a little what they call you stress or good stress, they actually have a happier, more balanced life because now what not only are they um, can they identify as people who take chances and look for other new ways but their their comfort zone tends to expand because as you try new things you get more comfortable with mm-hmm. them or you might not like them unless at least you know what you don't like but your comfort zone then gets bigger and bigger and bigger and what that means is there are more things that you can do to make yourself happy to feel good about than somebody who just plays it safe all the time and only sticks with what they know interesting i'm trying to wrap my head around that so you're taking a risk but the they don't have to be huge risks. Doesn't have to. Yeah, no, no, exactly. not necessarily. So strawberry ice cream. Strawberry ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, like, uh, well, one of the things that my psychologist told me, and I share with with uh, my clients as well, is if you ever feel stuck, do this little game with yourself, right? See if for a week or two you can take a different route home every day. Just try a different, like take two right turns or th- I guess three right turns or whatever, right? Instead of a left. Mm-hmm. Um, just do, look for different ways to break up the procedure that we typically practice. Now, listen, some structure, some routine is good and healthy, but too much of that becomes monotony. But when we try new things, it actually creates new connections in our brains and those connections force the brain to create serotonin which is the happy chemical it's a chemical Mm. that makes us feel happy helps us to be focused you know helps us have better sex it's all that stuff right so when you try new things and if you really want to be wild try new things around sex and then that would be even better well i'm bringing (laughs) strawberry ice cream home there you go (laughs) (laughs) but uh what it does it it really does help your brain to expand but also your 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 comfort zone expands Mm -hmm. and so you actually to get to create more joy in your life just by just by trying mm-hmm. new things. So would that include um, instinctively, uh, just stopping before you instinctively answer a question. Do yes. you want to go to a movie on Friday? You never want to, it's just, it's just stop and think, I always say no. Right. I'll just say yes this time. That sort of thing? That, 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 would, that would work. That's one application of it, right? Another, But even just stopping and checking in with yourself to say, well, oh, wait a second, maybe I do want to see a movie. Or maybe I don't want to see a movie, but I still like to hang out with this person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just taking that little the little uh, gap, w- that is a change in itself. And that change... Well, that's a work in progress. Well, <laughs> but it is, it is, right? But, but just taking that moment to consider your actions instead of going with your either your knee-jerk or your practiced reaction I, I is going no to give you... I say no to almost every social invitation except Jay Lynn. Jay mm-hmm. Lynn's the only one I un- categorically, yes, I always would Jay Lynn. Do you want to mm-hmm. come over Saturday? I'm in. Mm-hmm. I say no to almost every other invitation I get. But when I take them, I always have a great time. Right. So right. I don't know why I can't wrap my head around the fact that I always have a great time. So why am I always saying no? <laughs> it, it's, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's a, it's a practice reaction. So here's what you do. Uh, so I'll tell you to do the same thing. You know, for the next week, take a different route home every day. Okay. It sounds like it's unrelated, but what it does is it starts to break up the procedural idea of procedure in your head. And then next time somebody asks you anything, give yourself half a second to consider it, right? You can still say no. It's okay, right? But see if you really want to say no or if you want to take a chance today. And mm-hmm. then it might it might remind you that you know what? 
yeah, I usually, I usually feel good when I do that. So, you know, this person seems okay. Let me try that. Hmm. But, you know, worst thing that happens is, you know, you learn that you don't like to hang out with this person or you don't like that activity. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's also part of learning. That's also part of, like, keeping us happy and keeping the big picture. Right? Daryl's suggesting that I should try pineapple on my pizza. Still no. <laughs> Still going to say no. Um... Let's talk about uh, this one. I, I, because I, I love this one. It's talking about paying attention to detail, mm-hmm. but focusing on the big yeah. picture, because that can be a little tricky at times. <laughs> they sound paradoxical, right? Yeah. They sound like they're mutually exclusive, but no. It's like okay, so I'm, I'm teaching my son to drive, right? He just got his his learners, so it's a happy day in my house. <laughs> so I'm telling him, like. So you got to do both. You've got to like look down the road so you can see kind of what's coming. But you kind of also got to be aware of the, of the road rights in front of you because I heard you guys talking about potholes earlier, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're looking way down the road and checking the traffic, you're going to run into one of the, you know, the swimming pool or whatever that's in the road right <laughs> now, right? Mm. And so you need to be able to see that as well. So when it comes to our everyday lives, so those of us who have people who are close to us that have bad days, and that should be everybody, right? A lot of times, and I know this is this is one of mine that I'm working on consistently right now, is that, you know, sometimes somebody's in a bad mood, they wake up, they didn't get enough sleep or whatever, and they're not quite as cheery or they're not quite as positive or whatever. You can be aware of that. And, and you know, if you're really aware, you can, you know, maybe try to make life a little bit easier for them and give them some space, whatever it is. But you can also remember the general idea of the relationship, which is, you know, we have a generally good relationship. This is a hiccup, right? So being able to keep that bigger mm-hmm. picture in mind without without losing it, you know, by looking at what's happening in the moment. So a larger, a larger example of this, okay? There are bad things happening in Edmonton and Canada right now or in North America, right? And it's, it, these, this, this is true. This is, um, you know, there's mm-hmm. stress around jobs. There's economic mm-hmm. and political uncertainty. There's a whole bunch of stuff. This is hard, okay? And at the same time, we live in one of the safest mm-hmm. times in human history. We live in one of the safest and most stable countries in human history. We have it pretty good. Do you know what I mean? Both are true. And, I, you know, what, what the happy people do is they're aware of the small stuff, but they also keep it in context of the much bigger, much bigger picture that we need to keep in mind. Hmm. Boy, you just got my mind reeling. Before you go to the, the next point, so I'm, I'm thinking about, well, a couple of different things. So let me go with the easier one. So hypothetically, mm-hmm. I have a wife who's horrible in the morning. Mm-hmm. Just really not a... But I've got a great marriage. Mm-hmm. So... Do I just avoid her in the morning then? Do I stop pointing out that she... I mean, do I... Yes, stop pointing out (laughs) that she's bad in the mornings. (laughs) Especially in the morning, don't point that out. Mm. (laughs) You know, you're bad in the morning. It's like, thank you, I didn't know. Uh, But what you can do is... In the afternoon, after she's had her coffee or she's well-fed or whatever, whatever she's feeling good, because I, you know, honey, I noticed that you know in the mornings, you kind of like this, right? What would what would you like? What would be best for you? What what can I do to support you in the morning? Do I need to shut up and stop talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> On the That's radio. That's what I want. <laughs> well, there you go. So, and now you know. A couple of good points there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's 345. (laughs) Let's uh, talk about healthy outlets for negative feelings (laughs) right after this. 
Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us in studio. It is our monthly edition of How's That Make You Feel? We're talking about the things that happy people do and that you can do too. We've <laughs> talked about uh, positive stress. We've talked about uh, uh, enjoying happiness, uh, paying attention to detail, but focusing on the big picture. And uh, the final point, point this afternoon before we let him go is uh, finding healthy outlets yes. um, to deal with negative feelings instead of burying them mm-hmm. or ignoring them. It was interesting. We were talking I was at a, a mental health thing. There's a new mental health mm-hmm. organization starting up uh, in the city for uh, industry where ho- uh, hospitality oh, uh, restaurant workers yeah. and stuff like that. And we got talking about, uh, you know, for me too, it's easy when you're having a bad day or if you're trying to bury something is, you know, go home, have a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. That turns into... Uh, a really bad habit oh, that yeah. can lead down a yeah. very bad path. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so healthy outlets. Yeah, so look at um, human human nature. We have up days, we have down days, uh-huh. right? And uh, up times and down times. And so when, when we're having those negative feelings, it is important to, first of all, give ourselves permission to know that it's okay to have them. This, this connects with point one, right? It's just sort of the flip side uh-huh. of point one, which was, you know, you ride, you, you enjoy the positive times, but you don't chase them, right? And this is like you ride out the negative times and you just understand that you have them. So a healthy outlet would be understanding that, you know what, today I'm feeling kind of off or today I'm feeling angry or today I'm feeling sad and, you know, and it's okay. It's okay for me to have human feelings because I am a human. Even us rugged guys, right? We need, actually, we need this more <laughs> to some extent than, than the women do because that's one of the reasons that we don't live as long is because we tend to stuff our feelings. We don't, we don't talk about our feelings unless it's typically around sports, right? Or, or whatever, right? And so we need to, us guys definitely need to have those healthy outlets where we can share what's going on with us, but in a healthy way. We, you know, people, but especially men, we tend to turn everything to anger because in our culture, that is one of the, I guess, acceptable emotions to be able to express for guys a lot of times, except again, around sports or something like that, right? So being able to say, you know, I'm I'm really feeling scared. I'm really feeling tired. I'm really feeling hungry or happy or sad or frustrated or whatever. It's okay. But then also I would say going a step further, being able to find healthy places to put those feelings. So, you know, I, I've said this on the show a ton of times. I write in my journal a lot. I wrote in my journal today because, again, I was not feeling right. And I said, you know, I, I started writing. I realized it's been like almost a month since I wrote in this thing. It's like, okay, well, no wonder I've been feeling so crappy yeah. for so long. So, you know, all this stuff has been building up. So I wrote and I felt better. And, I, you know, some other stuff I still need to go do. But, you know, if you got a heavy bag at home and you're feeling frustrated, hit the heavy bag, lift some weights, go for a run, listen to some music, do something that is going to help you to, uh, one, express how you feel, um, but also can help to soothe you, right? Because that's the other side of it. We can express the anger, you know, punch the pillow, scream into the bed, whatever it is. But then also we need to be able to do something that's good for us and feels good after as well. We need both sides. Because mm-hmm. if, if we don't express this stuff, it builds up. And I, you know, I was, I was cruising through the channels on the TV the other day and I came across Ghostbusters, right? The original one. And, um, <laughs> funny. Well, yeah, well, good, well, good no, qualification. Well, okay. Yeah, the good one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 
Sure. Okay. <laughs> but the original one, and I, you know, and they were at the. It's funny because they they were at the point where the EPA guy was about to unplug the whatever ectoplasmic containment unit, and mm-hmm. Bill Murray saying this is not a good idea. Don't do this, right? Um, but it's it's like we have that. We have a place where we put all the ghosts in our lives all the time. We stuff them in, stuff them in, stuff them in. But the problem is, it takes a ton of energy to keep those things contained and eventually the storage gets full and the ghosts start to leak out or one day the power goes down and they just does explosion right and we got overrun but you know north new york city is overrun, do you think it's right? because so. we've been taught as from small boys not to show weakness oh yeah yeah or emotion really i mean you know we're allowed to be angry sometimes right but even some some of us aren't even allowed that but anger looks like strength and right exactly crying looks right. like weakness yeah right? yeah exactly right and but but all of it if we're going to be healthy, well-adjusted humans, we have to have and allow ourselves to have healthy, well-adjusted emotions, all of them. We can't, we can't put a lid on one and expect the rest of them to, to work or put a lid on a, a certain class of emotions. We are allowed to have them. Now, how you express them is very important. What you do with them is very important. It's not okay to have them bleed all over innocent bystanders or the people we love, but it's okay for us to have them. And that's, that's the distinction. So it's not having them. It's what we do with them that's, that makes it healthy or not healthy. Well, you know, Gans, we always talk about how good we feel after you come in studio and after you leave. And it's absolutely true. Right on. One of the reasons is because off air we can tell you stuff and there's no judgment. <laughs> um, and no bill either. Right? Exactly. But that is basically, I just described a psychologist. Yeah. I mean, that's a great place to go to yeah. just, without judgment, be able to take these things and throw them off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is why I've done it for 28, 29 years so far, right? And I will continue to do it because it's a healthy thing. And just like anything else, if you want to be better at stuff, you use people who can help you be better. I think it's important to remember whether it's journaling Mm. or you're dieting or you're trying to learn healthy expression, whatever it is, is that just because you haven't written in your journal for a month mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't go back to it. Or Absolutely. just because you had a bad, bad round of golf doesn't mean you're not going to go back golfing the next exactly. day. Right? I, I think a lot of us tend to say, oh, okay, I'm going to give up on this, you know, <laughs> didn't pretty, work. pretty quick. It didn't <laughs> yeah. work, so I'm just going to, you know, forget about it instead of, you know, actually keep uh, yeah. trying to do it. And... Um, yeah, and it can be hard because it's yeah. easier sometimes just to walk away from it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's easier in the moment, but, yes. you know, long-term, long yeah, and long-term it's not. And, you know, I, I keep coming back to the baby learning to walk, you mm-hmm. know, and I, 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 I use the, the walking baby example a lot when I'm talking with, with people who are looking at change. The baby, babies are super smart, right? Because they will try something, it doesn't work, they get up and try again. Mm-hmm. They're learning to walk, they understand that falling is not a, not a problem. It's just part of the process of learning to walk. Adults learning to walk, we fall, and it's like, oh, I guess this uh, walking thing is not taking, right? <laughs> I give up, right? No, you, you get up and you keep going and eventually you start to walk, right? So it's it's the same, if we, if we study the kids, if we study the babies and we emulate them, we talked about modeling earlier in the show. If you model the baby and their tenacity and their willingness to make mistakes and to, um, you know, do what they call a series of, of uh, approximations, you approximate success, get slightly better every time, slightly better, a little more, you know, a little further in. Eventually you get there. And, and all, that's all we need to do, whether it's we're changing our mental state or changing a, a way of relating to a loved one or you know, looking at our diet or whatever it is that we want to change, successive approximations, right? Something progress is better
better than perfection. That's what we need to do. As long as we're moving in the right direction, generally, not even every time, just generally, hmm. we need to celebrate that and not beat ourselves up. You know, before my uh, sister... Chew on that for a while. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if I may uh, add to that, before my sister passed away, we had some great conversations, mm-hmm. her and I, and I said to her, uh, you know, save me some time. Give me, give me life advice. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Don't sweat the small stuff." Mm-hmm. And I know it's stocky and hacky, and but boy, it's is that true. true? Yeah, absolutely yeah. true. Dr. Gans Ferentz in studio this afternoon. His website, drgans.com. We'll mm-hmm. talk to you again in a few weeks. Yes, we're going to be a week late next time. A week time. late next yes, week. So right. the first week yeah. of I'm stressed May. out. Yeah. <laughs> I know somebody who can help you with that. So. <laughs> Thanks. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.